Poppies, and welcome to episode 12 of Art Poppy, your essential podcast for art in quarantine. Today, we're with our special guest, Lestanja Diaz. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> What's up? So this episode's a little different. Maddie is actually out sick, so it's just going to be me, Caro, today, but I'm recording with my good friend, Stange. She's an actor in LA, and we're just going to get into it. Okay, so tell us a little bit about where you're from and um, when you moved to L.A. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and I moved to L.A. about a year or so ago, maybe like a year and a half ago. Why'd you move out here? No, I moved out here for uh, like what I, why everyone else moved out mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, for acting or to just like grow in my art. How long have you been acting in Nashville? Oh, <clears throat> I've been acting since I was like three. Oh, wow. Doing little commercials wow. and stuff, music videos. How was that growing up acting and stuff? Like, did it conflict with school at all? I mean, I've never really been good at school. Mm-hmm. School was never my favorite thing. Right. So I was always excited when my mom would pick me up early to go to an audition. Like, yeah, I loved being busy. So it didn't really like conflict. I just like thought it was the more mm-hmm. natural norm. And your parents were cool with that? Yeah, I my mom took me to all the auditions. That's awesome. Super supportive. That's a change of clothes in the back. Hey, oh, ready <laughs> to go. Ready to go. Mama's ready. Yeah. What kinds of emotions did you feel moving to a new city? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um I was excited a lot. Um I think I I think I thought I was scared, but I I think I was confusing that feeling with more like being anxious. Mm. So I was scared and excited at the same time. Just very anxious to get here because I'd always wanted to move out here, so it was happening. It was strange. Yeah, it's exciting when you're finally gonna do the thing you've always wanted to do. Yeah. It's weird. It's here. <laughs> Did you feel like apprehension about leaving a place where you were already established as an actor? Oh yeah. Um, maybe not for, I mean, there was a fear there of starting in a bigger city and trying to like, it's getting done. But as far with Nashville, I feel like there's only so much you can do there Mm -hmm. and only so much that actually leads out of that town, right? That it just doesn't reach a big part of the world. And I felt like I did all that I could do being there. So I wanted to escape. So I was actually very excited to come out because I've been talking about leaving for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not too much with being established, but more so nervous of starting over in a yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. That's what that was. So what kinds of sets were you on when you were in Nashville as compared to the ones that are out here? I mean, yeah, a lot of small indie sets for mm-hmm. sure. Commercial sets, like they're really busy though. Commercial sets are really busy. And you don't really, like, know exactly, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a different... Yeah, it's a, it's a different, different field. Vibe. But everyone seems to know each other, though, out there. I mean, that that's the same here, I guess. Yeah, but. once you're in... That's, like, there's, like, certain actors you see on commercials, and you're, like, I see you in every commercial. I see you. Fucking get out. No, <laughs> give someone else a chance. No. But, no, yeah, once you, once you know, you know... I mean, yeah, everyone seemed to have worked with each other. I think the biggest set that I ever did in Nashville was the show Nashville. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that was... It might, it's probably the same here or there. A yeah. lot of people come from here that are 
yeah out there as well that's kind of i think it's all the same pool initially once you get into it yeah what was being on the set of nashville like it was fun i really loved it i think that was like probably my biggest set that i'd been on Mm -hmm. i've done your indie film here and there and then done like big commercials but having a a changing room with like your name on it like a whole like (laughs) yeah the whole wagon and then someone asking you what what do you want to eat for breakfast and I'm like oh like I'm I'm fine they're like no anything what do you want and I'm like anything what what are you talking about (laughs) yeah like you could you could literally order anything like I'll go and get it I'm like I'm not that special and what i'm only here for a day i'm the day player what are you doing to me i initially asked for like black coffee but you know right they were like no you need to get some eggs in you or something yeah they were pushing it but i thought that was crazy someone knocking your door miss diaz (laughs) you're like what who's miss diaz my mother (laughs) is that my mother (laughs) miss diaz (laughs) no that's crazy What first made you want to be an actor? Well, considering that I had started when I was really young, mm, yeah, I guess there's two reasons. Because I took a break in the middle of there. Oh, for a second, like high school. Mm. So I was like living my life. Maybe like what age really too much. Were you not acting? Um, I was always acting. I went to an arts high school, so I did oh. plays and musicals. I just, uh, as far as my agent. Right. It was kind of stagnant for a second. Probably not a good agent. <laughs> True. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but when I was younger, I had started acting because I, so I have Tourette's. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. It's a very mild condition, but my mother figured it out when I was younger and she's not a big believer in medicine. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want to put me on pills or anything. The doctor had told her like, well, I don't know what else you can do you can try putting her in drama classes maybe she can control her emotions so she can control her tics because i uh my yeah my tics only come up whenever i'm like really really stressed yeah or i haven't slept like yeah but yeah so she was like okay let's go and i started doing that i mean there were a lot of reasons on why that was a big one. When you started again after you had stopped for a while, what was the reason there? I had something clicked and I don't I don't really remember the exact reason on what clicked, but I had this like aha moment in my room one day and I was about like nineteen. And I was like, Oh, I haven't gotten on you know, I haven't gotten an audition in a really long time. And I was thinking Asian kind of sucks. Mm. And then my mom actually had been in control of all of it my entire life. And I never really was the one that could see oh. anything. I didn't really know when I got auditions, my mom would tell me. Like oh, wow. To her email. And so I was finally thinking, I was like, I actually, I really love this. And I want to like take it in my own hands. Yeah. And so I took it into my own hands, got a new agent. And then I got booked on a, a short film. And that was amazing and crazy because I had my own hotel room and whoa it was fun it was yeah. like crazy I don't know I just 
the feeling came back alive, like mm-hmm. whenever I had when I was younger. Like yeah. Party. So I guess that's what clicked again. Mm-hmm. I was done with partying. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I've done it all. And boys, I'm 16. I've seen it all. I can't do much more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a woman now. <laughs> God. Who were your Who were your idols when you were growing up? Like, or did you have any? I, you know, funny story. And it's so funny now because watching her career, I don't really, um, I feel like she's ghosted out of all of mm-hmm. it, but War of the Worlds, Dakota Fanning. Okay. When she was younger, Okay. I really loved that movie. Although her character, you watch it now, it is very annoying, but for some reason, something- <laughs> At the time it resonated. At the time it resonated, for some reason, something about her- watching how young she was and yeah. being on there so I was like, like in it yeah i was like i really i really want to be a part of that like i really want to be there and do that i don't think i really had idols i mean no okay. i can't really that's like you know, <laughs> interesting. As I, honestly that question is interesting because when i ask it i'm, I'm like so loaded especially well, being so young right you're like do what do i remember being yeah young? like who was my like shining star or whatever um do you have any now like any actors now that you like really look up to or just watch um oh, fuck you <laughs> like yeah hell yeah i do um brit marling mm. she did yeah, yeah the oh yeah. Fucking brilliant it was. That was a, a, something so new to the world, yeah. and I admire her career. You know, um, they had been like working on that for ages. Yeah, like that whole story is insane. That whole story it's very inspiring. Is it's so very inspiring. inspiring. Funny story: a dude who actually uh, his business partner with Electric Pony where I work now. Mm-hmm. He actually was in the show, and I had no idea. And we've been working with him this past week. Yeah. And I was like, dude, bro, you're, hey. the, <laughs> you're the dad from the show. What's up, bro? Oh, like, shit. Yeah, but that was really cool to see him. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Rooney Mara. Mm. There's a list. There's a list, man. Rooney Mara, for sure, though. That's so funny. They're dating, and I like love both of them. Yeah. Before the pre-dating era, separately. You enjoyed them separately, yeah. and then they felt your energy, mm-hmm. and they came together as one. They were I, like nostalgia likes us. Yeah. I feel like I admire a lot of directors more than I admire really? the acting aspects. Like, mm. I mean, I love Sam Rockwell too because he's great. Yeah, I really love Lynn Ramsey. Yeah, which is why I how I come to find that I love Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that's so interesting because of you were never really here. That film changed. I think that was the first time that I had felt something watching a film in a long, long time. Mm. That it just like affected you? Affected me. Well, it just made me feel anything. Like oh. there was such an array of emotions. Like, yeah. It was like the film ended and I, the ending, I, I found myself confused and silent, but then I laughed out loud. Like people probably thought I was ridiculous in the theater but i laughed out loud and then the laughter turned into tears that's amazing and i was so confused i was like why do i feel all of these emotions right now yeah lynn ramsey she's fucking whoa she's she's i'm gonna have to watch that movie and see what happens she's that one man (laughs) damn 
Yeah, that's it's, powerful. I think she was like she was a photographer before she ever yeah. found the direction. I think it's just about like for her anyway. It's about like capturing those like snippets of emotion that you do get as a photographer, where you can capture that like one superhuman moment or whatever it is that's like a really deep connection, and being able yeah. to put that into the film in a way that's also captured. It feels like all these snapshots that just feel like so powerful along the way you know she does it so beautifully uh, most people like it's hard to find an art house director who actually yeah. like can you tell can a story see, yeah you that can you can understand yeah Woo! powerful yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh do you feel like la is home now i think so some type of deranged home yeah <laughs> no it's not it's not bad no i do i do consider it to be a home i don't see myself leaving just yet i don't think what i can and something whatever i came out here for oh yeah whatever led me out here for past reasoning i said is uh it's not done yet yeah so i do consider it a home because mm. um, you've decided it's like what you've chosen yeah it's like I'm enjoying the journey. Absolutely. But you do, yeah, you have to, you have to, oof, you have to have some type of resilience about you for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, and like, kind of like, what's your take on LA since you've moved here? Like, what were your perceptions of it before? And what is it now? Because you were so excited to move here for so long. You know, true. I was so excited. And I think that's because like, I'd gone out here before and every time I'd gone out here it was so magical in that aspect mm, when I was younger. The visits are always amazing. The visits were always amazing. It was like perfect. And especially when I came out here for like pilot seasons for acting. But I don't know, I kinda knew I knew sort of what it could be like. Like open open ending. Mm, yeah. I already knew in a sense, but I didn't know I didn't taste it, so I didn't know the flavors it is different than what i thought yeah i thought i could get i thought i would figure it out <laughs> before i came in here damn it no it's um i think i was watching this interview with um mel gibson and he was talking about la and he was saying something about it kind of like um how you have to have this kind of cockroach resilience about you mm -hmm. to be out here because you will get shit thrown in your face and you will, you will have a lot of things thrown at you and you kind of just can't take it seriously. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. You'll just get stuck. Yeah. The, um, yeah. You have to like, cause there, I don't, what I've found is like, there's always shitty people and there's always good people and you just have to try to go in the direction of the good people and not pay too much mind to the shitty people. Exactly. Cause they're going to be there no matter what, but you just have to kind of like not really see them. It's like, I want to compare it to, I don't know if you've ever done ketamine, but I, I don't know. I, like, I, I want to I compare it to like, it's like being in a K-hole. It's like you take too much. Ketamine's fun. Mm -hmm. And, but if you take too much, you get in a K-hole and that's almost like being out here. It's like you take enough in, Okay. You're smooth sailing. Right. 
you're finding the right things. You're having a great time. Right. But you take too much in. You can't dive too deep. You, you can, can't dive too you deep. You can't dive too deep. Because you will be stuck in a K-hole. And being in a K-hole is like being like a fly on the wall. And you do not want to get there. I feel that. I feel that. You have to be on the surface. <laughs> you have to stay on the surface. You do. You can't it's dive It's almost in. like acting 24-7. It's like diving into a very extreme role. But not like, I getting out that, of it. Like a different way to think of it as well is rather than like staying on the surface, it's just staying grounded in yourself. Grounded. So yeah. that you don't get grounded in the location that you're in. Because I think that's with anywhere, but especially in a large city, like I'm sure it's the same thing in like New York, where you yeah. have to just stay grounded in yourself and, you know, maintain what you want and who you are and how you want to feel and what thoughts you're going to have instead of being impacted by who's around you. Yeah. Yeah. True. Because it's, even though it's like a big city that's pretty spread out, it can feel really small in terms of can. who knows who and neighborhoods. Golly. Right? Yeah. Golly. Gee whiz. Willikers. Willikers, mister. It's just, yeah. And there's, there's also this dark, I don't know if you felt it. There's such, there can be a dark energy here for sure. It's I just, would agree. There is. It, honestly, like <laughs> sometimes when I, if I drive sinister. up and then I drive back down, I'm driving, like if I drive to Malibu or something, I'm driving back into LA. On the drive back in, I feel sometimes like I can like feel the desperation that lives here mm-hmm. because I feel like there, it, there is a lot of desperation in this town because so many people came out here. The Midwest sent their best, you know, here we are. Yeah. And everybody's just trying to eat the bite as fast as they can and get the best one and it's um what advice do you have for actors and artists who are still in their hometowns who want to move out to a city to pursue i uh, i hope this isn't bad advice my advice is i do come from nashville i did come out here to pursue something and yes it it seems more achievable when you do move away. Yeah. I think really you could, if you have the right agent and you're going out for the right things, I think really you could potentially make it anywhere. If you could travel. If you can travel. Um, moving out, I think it's good. Anyone, for anyone stuck in their hometown and who hasn't left. Yeah, move somewhere. Leave. If you want to. You know. No, not even... I mean, I guess if some people are happy, if you're, if you're happy and you're okay where you are, then maybe, right. But if you have that itch, if you have the itch, fucking scratch it, go. I also think it's good to just see the world. like for an artist who truly is an artist and who loves their art, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, go out into the world, leave, go see the world, see other places, to hone your, not even fuck making it, what's making it, it'll come. Like if it's in the stars, if you work hard, if you put in the work, that's going to come. Yeah. But to put in the work, you need to grow. And so if you feel like you want to grow, get the fuck out. Yeah. Because you're going to learn so much from the world. That's going to propel you even further and show you even clearer what you, what you want to do, what you're going to do, who you're going to be. The world has so much to offer you within honing your art. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so much, it, there's so much magic involved when you take that step, that leap of faith mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I just, I, I recommend to just do it. Just do some, whatever that scares you, do it. 
because when you're scared, it's the right thing to do. It's just a defense mechanism that we have mm-hmm. as humans. Because it's a change. Because it's a change. But once you break that, beauty does come in. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. Yeah. I think that's I love that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's always my thing. <laughs> um, how has coronavirus changed your life? <laughs> oh, wow. Such a topic. Because it changed my life. Wow. It's changed a lot. I think at this point, I'd say I'm fine. Um, I'm, I am a very emotional person and I feel a lot and I feel a lot outside of what I feel. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, it was really hard. Um, I think I feed off of human connection as well. Yeah. So that's, that was another hard thing. <laughs> that was another yeah. tough thing for, for me to realize there's like phases. Yeah, definitely. You go through one phase and it's completely different for everyone else. Yeah. Everyone else has a different situation. Um, but the first, the, like, first stage is kind of like, what the fuck? Right. Like, You're just shocked. Shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concerned. Worried. The next phase is almost like a, like a, it's almost like a freak out. You're like doing so many mm-hmm. things. You're trying mm-hmm. to like, I gotta get better while this is happening. Yeah. Quarantine body. Work out every day. Try to do, try to like make sure you're doing something every day to like get uh, one step ahead. Progress yourself. Progress yourself. This is my time to get ahead. Everybody else is going to be slacking and Let's I'm going to be. Let's keep working. But then you kind of come into yourself in the end. Mm-hmm. And especially for artists, you kind of, you, you start to realize like, no, like, I don't want to feel like it. You don't have to feel, you can take a couple of days and rest. Absolutely. I think, honestly, I think that a lot of this is kind of like a call to rest for everyone. Yeah. We are all constantly running around like crazy. I mean, honestly, I don't really know what everybody's fucking doing, but I know that we're all anxious as fuck. We're way in society now. We're way more anxious than anybody else has ever been in the world. Like these times, are more anxiety inducing than any other age in human history. Yeah. And this time now, as much as it's extremely anxiety inducing, I think we can take the time to be like, let me not worry about it. I mean, I didn't look at the news for like three weeks. It was great. I, because I just had to stop seeing how many people were dying. It was just like, I can't impossible to look at it every day. Elizabeth Gilbert. She's a, an author, mm-hmm. a writer. She's like one of my favorite writers. She has this book called um, Big Magic. Read it if you want to. It's fucking amazing. I um, She said a couple of things that stuck with me throughout this process. Just trying to help artists like mm-hmm. what to do during this time. How do you see the pandemic reshaping art in the future? You know, I feel like it could go one to two ways. It's scary to think when we're going to start back, when everything's going to reboot, because you kind of don't know. Yeah. Especially when you're in like the, well, we're so, we're in the industry, but we're like so far from like the main people in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they know so much more than we do. 100%. So it's so in the dark about it. So you're kind of scared because you're like, well, what mm-hmm. is the future? Like, 
how are we going to feel like you have to just make your own are people going to be afraid of large like sets mm-hmm. are people going to be afraid of touch also another a, a, but a different way it could go i think fucking people are ready i think people are ready oh yeah for sure itching itching i i do think a lot of magical things are going to happen out of this i think people have been taking this time to really come into themselves so i think a lot of beautiful arts can be made people are going to be yearning to touch oh yes um but i mean there's gonna be a lot of art a lot i have this idea for a corona film and everyone's great everyone does i know we all because how could what else are we going to think what else are you going to think about i know but it's an apocalypse adventure (laughs) (laughs) but also i do think beyond this disaster this time that we're having there's going to be a lot of beautiful beautiful things made that are cooking in the oven right now i agree i'm Um, excited for that last question I don't even know if we have anything worthy of... Oh, my God. Yes, we do. We do? I'm scared. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely. We black out when I talk. No, it's been... That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's not good. Yes, it is, because then it comes out natural and authentic. Mm-hmm. I don't black out when I talk. I mean, I, I do now a little more. I stop speaking. I don't think before I speak sometimes. That's good. Nope. Whatever. It's not better, all the time. It's better than always looking at it, because like, I'm not smoking weed anymore, so I don't watch myself constantly, because when I smoke weed, I'm watching myself watch myself, watch myself, That's do true. my life. It's very hard. But now I'm not, and like my life is way easier. And I can actually have conversations like when this is recording and like not try to worry about what I'm sounding like, but at first, really? So difficult, dude. Dude, I never anyway, do. Okay. weed, I'm still like... <laughs> no. When I smoke weed now, I trip balls, and I think I'm schizophrenic. It's not good. It's bad. I know exactly the feeling you're feeling, though. I've, that's how I felt when I took that huge dab. I was like, I'm not crazy. I can't. I, I fully, and then it's, I think, you know, they, it's like, I think I always, I know, I know, since I turned 25, I've been like, okay, mental illness, are you coming for me? Are, are my superpowers coming in, or am I about to meet seven new versions of myself? No, you're a generator. Thank you. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, last question. What's your favorite thing about acting? Dude, my favorite thing about acting, I just, I love the fact that I can make people feel. I think that's my favorite thing. I love everything about it, but my favorite thing is making people fucking feel. And I don't care what it is. I, I don't mm, fucking care what feeling. That's perfect. A feeling. That's Dude, great. if you hated what I just did, bash me, please. The fact that you took... That energy, that effort to do that, you felt strongly about it. Thank you for feeling. I love that. <laughs> just feeling. I just don't think, like you said, we're such anxious. We're we're at such anxious mm-hmm. times and anxious group of people that a lot of people are numb. Yeah, to feeling real things. Yeah, a lot of people are numb, and so to take a story and and just like put it out there in the world and have someone feel with it for mm-hmm. it a part of it mm-hmm. yeah cool that's all it. right dope the feel the feel okay thank you so much for being on the show it was amazing as always it was a pleasure i love you so much <laughs> i love you <laughs> thanks for having me no for real this is my first dude 
interview. I'm happy to be your first podcast. <laughs> it's my first time. Um, was that gentle? You know that was from Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> God damn it. Why did it just come out of me? You said it's okay, you have a closer bitch. No. Did you hear me? What was I it? gentle? Was I, was I gentle? You are very gentle. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna it's funny now we have an editor too. We have an editor now. Oh no! So he's gonna be I'm, I don't even know how to send him notes for this shit. <laughs> this has been episode twelve of Art Poppy. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> This has been episode 12 of Art Poppy. Stay home, stay safe, and stay poppin'.